Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep-dive everything Vanderpump Rules. Hi, everyone. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. We are recording live tonight. Special occasion. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, and I love when we record in person. It's so much better than when we Skype, but sometimes that's what we have to do. Right. What was your like overall first reaction to this episode tonight? I mean, more so watch what happens live was like the big shocker. Yeah, I I was like ready for to have a reaction to this episode, but then like I feel like Ariel when her voice got sucked away, um watching watch what happens live, I st- I'm going to stutter right now because I could hardly speak. It was wild. I don't know what I mean, another, another word. Like what at the first hell? I was thinking, finally, Schwartz speaks and says something. But then again, this is how we know him. When he gets rolling, he gets that nervous oversharing quality. And he was definitely oversharing, much to all of our delight. I feel like if I hadn't had like these like personal interactions with him, when I was watching the show tonight, I don't I would have been like is this like a shtick? Like, is this his thing? Like, is he just trying to wiggle out of being held accountable for what has happened? Or is this just his personality? This is his personality, you guys. This is you. What you saw on your television tonight is truly who he is. Right. And, you know, (laughs) not that we care about Sandoval, but I'm like, if I was Sandoval, I'd be like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah, he it was Enough. just all rolling no, off the you tongue. You don't have to say it all. You can say no comment, like much like the TMZ thing. Or like, I would just say, like, you guys are going to have to hear from him. Like, I can't speak for him. Like, although we are both Toms, like, I can't speak for him. Right. As people usually say. Which he doesn't have to speak but for him. this is him, you guys. Like, one of our, like, favorite moments was last summer at the Canyon Club when they were filming. And literally, we just said, hi, Tom. And... Holly said, oh, I enjoyed you on Sheena's podcast this week. And he's like, he just went in. It's like everything just came to like if, you know, people <laughs> say people say it. a lot like, oh, like they word vomited. He it was like when a cat hacks up a hairball. That's what he did. To, we were like Sarah and I were both like wide eyed and like, well, that was worth it for coming to the Canyon Club. Like we literally got the biggest scoop ever right up from his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like. Okay, then. We just said hello, but keep on spilling. Yeah. Whew, fun times. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. But I guess we can talk about the episode. Let's hit a couple things that have been happening. So I heard Katie say that something about her, thanks to all of everybody that has been purchasing all the merch, that has given them the funds to move forward, much like Lala said she just bought her house Thanks to the send it to Daryl merch, which obviously we are all missing the boat in life. If you can buy a house. Do you think she's splitting merch? the merch with Daryl? Like she used his name. Oh my God. No, he said he only wanted a sweatshirt. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. He should jack up his rate. Yeah. 750 or something. 
Um, so she said that they're looking at very early summer. And she also said, yeah, on Robertson, a few doors down from Sir. It's so 100%. It's the same location that we have shown you guys on our Instagram feed, in our Facebook group. If you haven't checked that out, we're Vanderpump Rules Party. Check it out. You can see a little tour. And we will absolutely bring you guys an updated look at that. Because from the chatter that we have heard, which it's only been a couple weeks since our last video, I feel like we need to do an updated video and see what's what's happening. Yeah, Holly literally did the walk like two weeks ago from Sir to something about her. Nothing has changed from the last time we went like a month and a half ago when we talked to the neighboring businesses and they told us it wasn't happening anymore and judging by the space, not one thing had been changed. There was no construction, nothing. The sign was gone. The sign used to be up. So... We were like, huh, maybe they're just going to a different location. But she said it to, you know, this week on a podcast that early summer and that Robertson location. I feel like from the energy they've been sharing, like Katie has and um, some of the other cast members and stuff, I feel like, yeah, they got funding and are now putting into place a plan. So I'm thinking the next time we go, we're going to see some movement. Yeah. And how exciting that we can try that at the beginning of summer. Right. Which would be on par with the reunion. I mean, if they can move that fast, it's impressive. And like strike while the, while the iron is hot, right? Oh my God. Yeah, because the reunion is like, someone said, Andy said the 25th and the 31st of May. And, oh, okay, yeah. And then that he's doing an extended reunion on Peacock which might be the one-on-one sit-downs he does with Tom, Ariana, and Raquel. Like, give it to me. Like, I want it all. I want yeah. it all. I Any extra content that we can get, like, I am down for. Yeah, and hopefully maybe they'll go back to the Secrets Revealed content as well, since a lot of stuff got cut out to accommodate Scandaval and editors you guys need more time to edit the final episode so we'll take a secrets revealed that's not a problem absolutely can you bring like brie back if if you guys are busy just outsource this you know yeah if you guys are new to our podcast what we do here on our every episode whenever an episode airs is usually we go through social media updates and we talk about things that have happened on um, cast members podcasts or things that we have heard from production and then we get into the episode or experienced ourselves yeah so there's always like lots of intel that happens in the beginning of the episode and then we get into it yeah listen to this podcast and then our patreon we spill whatever sometimes we have in like intel that we can't do so publicly sometimes we have opinions that maybe we don't want so publicly sometimes we have bonus content sometimes we have giveaways what abs that and then instagram you're gonna be like so full like the instagram like i heard sheena talking about i think it was on her podcast with lala yeah and then we found out about the big bear thing in january and i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa screech breaks you didn't find out about the big bear thing we did Holly posted this. Everyone picked it up. You got that story. Even, and that is thanks to a listener of ours. You, yes. Thank so, you. yes. And 
that was amazing. So we even broke Andy, Andy even mentioned it tonight. And I was like, I wish you would have said like where that came from. But you can't, you know, always get credit. But <sighs> when, when it happened, I was like, oh, it's like a it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to stay punched. to stay humble. <laughs> Actually, I was I was going to text you. Oh, I was watching the show Alaska Daily. Sometimes you just got to check out a reality and watch a scripted show like old school style right yes so i'm watching this show and it's like these two reporters are following up with this murder of this indigenous native woman in alaska that nobody cares about right right like so they take it upon themselves and uh, it's been two years no the police no one's done anything and they basically solve it and then the the governor and the police chief come in like thanks to two years of hard work from our team like totally take all of the credit when they didn't do shit and you're watching these two reports and i thought wow that must happen a lot and then especially like a small a small newspaper like the alaska daily it's fictional but you know their story gets picked up by the associated press and like the new york times is blasting it but no one's really realizing it was the alaska daily Mm -hmm. that got the story because there's it's like our stories we've revealed so many that are huge stories but then page six or somebody will pick it up and blast it and everyone blasts it and we're like wait a second i feel like (laughs) lately people have been really good about giving us credit which i so appreciate but yes sometimes it happens um well we've been good at calling them out too and plastering our (laughs) name all over we're learning yeah i I don't i don't like doing that like it bothers me but unfortunately that's the way everyone else does it so we have to play the game and and it's working so yeah we have to make it look cheesy and now it's effective so i guess that's the way to go yeah so that explains that but thank you guys for listening to all of our platforms and we'll try to keep bringing all the good stuff yes Okay, so stay tuned for that. We will be front and center for Saw to open. Don't you worry. Um, I heard Pump is up for sale. So that's a trip. Yeah. It'll be weird. Um, Sheena's podcast with Lala. That was pretty good. You guys should go take a listen to that. And Jackson Brittany's podcast was pretty interesting. This is the second one now, and I'm I'm intrigued. It was like... Jacks on Watch What Happens Live just blew all of our minds, right? We're all like, what is happening? We're liking it's a, him. It's a, a very weird feeling to like kind of be nodding along with him, especially because it's hard to see him and Britney starting a podcast when he like kind of shit all over everyone who podcasted and wouldn't guest on anyone's or he was kind of a snob about it. And he's always kind of treated his fans like he acts like they're not there. And listening to his episode today and hearing him kind of backtrack on that and say, I made some mistakes, like like talking about the award show that he was at saying, yes. how could you not go to the award show when like the fans are what got you there? And to hear him yes. like kind of figure that out and like that he's going to make changes in the future. I was like, Oh, yeah. He said he, you know, like, isn't that all we want is for we just, you know, like just to wake up and understand that. Yeah, it's true. What we're doing is like literally we're helping your career. Yeah. In that. Yeah. He's like, we buy your CDs. And Brittany's like, CDs. <laughs> um, but the parking cost, like he was acknowledging every little thing that listeners and fans do. And he's like, you know, Taylor Swift, Brittany was like standing up for the people that didn't show up like 
Coldplay. Like, what? what's Coldplay so busy doing? Yeah. Harry Styles, fine. She's like, well, he might be on tour. And he's like, Taylor Swift's in the middle of a, the biggest tour in the world. She's the biggest artist in the world. And she showed up. Yeah. So that was a really good point. And I, because I feel like, let's say that we were listening to his podcast and he was the same Jax that we know. Mm-hmm. If he was sitting there and was like, I don't care if I'm on reality TV. I don't, you know, like I would, I, first of all, I wouldn't listen. Second of all, I would say he hasn't changed. And so I think that it's, very smart that he's coming out with this kind of new persona of like humbling himself and saying how great like he should have been more grateful to the fans it it does do a little something to me i'm like okay like i'm i'm willing to give you a second shot he got too cocky he stopped showing up for scenes he wasn't nice to people and i'm like i can't believe you're saying all of this it was very refreshing and then it was interesting too i didn't know they were talking about sheena's tro and all of that and Brittany was like you know and we actually had a real need and we had to jump through hoops to get it and everything like that i didn't know they had a stalker that was, showed up in their living room was it emmanuel that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. okay we that's, gotta we gotta find out that's scary but that's terrifying she's unloading groceries with her baby and there's a woman grinning at her in her living room that had been stalking them. Like that's yeah, that's crazy. And um, even hearing Sheena talk about when everything was going down, and she met up with Ariana, and how um, you know, dealing with like the paparazzi or whatever, and holding summer, and just like dealing with all of Scandaval. You know, we all we we're all super interested in this, but it is sometimes people do cross the line of being creepy and making people feel, you know, not feel safe. Yep. Okay. One last thing I wanted to say on Katie, this is, she was on Nick Viles and I thought they both were making good points. I mean, we've said this too, but about Sandoval, like putting so many people in jeopardy with this affair, like Schwartz talked about it tonight And as we reported, yes, Schwartz and Sandy's is not hurting. They are thriving. They are hurting in the Yelp reviews and I guess being vandalized. But their business is thriving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that could change. People right now just want to see the shit show. That's going to die down. (coughs) Um, But like Nick and Katie were saying, like, he owes his mom $250,000. How would you feel if you were his parents? with that money and they're not open and now Tom is out of pocket paying this nine piece band for gigs and practice space and all of that like I would be so resentful yeah um so I gave this podcast a listen I I was trying to do it but god I had such a hard time listening to Katie. I feel like she sits into the microphone and talks like I, I, I'm going to like right now, you guys, I'm changing my posture and I'm like, uh, I, 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 I was trying to like mimic it as I was driving and I couldn't even do it. She's so it's like the air is barely coming out of her mouth as she's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even do it. I had a, a very hard time listening. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. I'm also having a really hard time getting there of like feeling sorry for her. And even in this episode, we'll get into it a little bit more. I absolutely did. But I, I, I don't know. The whole thing with her trying to kind of like get sympathy from everybody of saying that he's so much more liked than she is. I don't know. I need to, I, we need to talk this through a little bit. I mean, it's true. It's like Christina and Lala, they, he was so annoying. He comes and asks the dumbest question ever after their f- big fight. And yet they still, they're like, and yet why do we still feel bad for him? We're like, Oh, poor Schwartzy. Bye Schwartzy. Like they acknowledge their own tone towards him. Yeah. He does. He just has that way. And she does not. It's it's like it makes you just want to go nuts. You know, like and and that's why I really yeah. think that's I think that's why I'm looking for Katie to really like create that boundary where she does not go back to that. And it fully exposes Schwartz for who he is because by them still having this friendship and or, you know, her still doing the tastings and this and that, it's he's still allowed to act this way and like we all accept it and then we say like exactly like what Katie says like she has an attitude or we're like like we don't she's not as pleasant um that was very telling on watch what happens live when a question was you know how are you and Katie now and he's like we're good we're good and Andy was like what he's like yes not at all like a couple times sports answered like that. And Andy's like, where were you? I yeah. just saw you last week. I, I loved that. Yeah. Because it just shows he just like, everything's fine. But like, I think we're in a good place. It's like, are you? <laughs> I was a great husband. Yeah. And then he kind of said, and I gave him this for the longest time, you know, because he was going through his shit with the divorce, losing the house, his dad dying, his brother having cancer. But that was just last year. That doesn't excuse the other 11 years of your relationship with Katie where you think you were a great husband for that whole time? Some of the fights they had. In season one. I knew it was over like after those fights happened. Like there's no, a a few of those, there's like no going back from. I can't stand the sound of your voice. I can't stand the sound. The tone and the look in his eye my like my heart broke when that happened it was just like yeah katie it, it's it's over you're gonna it, you have to say it's over it's like watching one of your friends in a relationship when like they have to leave but like it's like it's still happening and you you just have to look away until they figure it out themselves kind of like what lala was explaining with james like some people some of these dudes we all see the red flags but once you're in it because they're so good at masterfully crafting this illusion and you're just spinning around like in a washing machine cycle, you know, there's red flags, but you're just so like turned upside down. You just can't see it. Yeah. You can't get out of it. Yes. When you're too deep in. Yes. All right. So should we get into it? Yes, absolutely. So I I think tonight's drinking phrase needs to be like, and we haven't had a drinking phrase before. It's like Andy's what drink of the day, word of the day. I'm just, I found myself going through the episode several times going, shut up, Tom. Shut up, Sandoval. Shut the fuck up, Sandoval. So anytime we say shut up, Sandoval, take a drink. Okay. Okay. So, well, it starts, Allie leaves the table after James and Ariana raise voices. And then this is the first shut up, Sandoval. Dude, you know, the the real power is having the power. Um, 
to do something and then not doing it. It's like, okay, Sandoval, if you really believe that, then explain your fucking choices. I like James making fun of him. He's like, oh, are you fucking Uncle Ben? Yeah, it's it's so hard. I mean, I've always had a hard time watching Sandoval, like even watching this scene like he like whips like he's like so extra with like his body language he whips around the table he's got his white nails he's like well did it you know and it's like it just like I can't do it anymore like I could hardly even watch him talk um yeah it's it's just like shut up Sandoval now is the showrunner usually the person asking the confessional questions I don't know. Like in the past, I know it has been. Okay. Um, so it was Bill asking the questions in past seasons. No, I was going to say it like it's, it's been Jerry for years. Mm. Yeah, I was just he's he's getting a lot of airtime, Jerry. Yeah, he's got the bug. So he was asking Allie. How do you usually deal with conflict? How do you usually deal with conflict? And she's like, I just kind of walk away. Um, And I feel like it was the right choice for her to walk away at this point because it was very uncomfortable. Um, And I feel like every time this happened to Raquel a lot when she was with James, too, is people look to you like, are you going to react? Are you going to, you know, put a chain on your man? Like, like what what's happening here? There was nothing to do but to stand up and walk away. Yeah. So I feel like that was a pretty good choice. And he didn't chase her. No. But then he yeah, apologizes to Ariane. He's like, can I get a hug? He is just like this little puppy just always looking for acceptance. But like when he's wounded, he's like, he tries to front. Yeah. But he's pretty transparent. Um. So Tom shows up to the restaurant and he's like, hi, uh, reservations for two under Bubba. And the lady's like, I I literally don't know what you're talking about. Bubba. I mean, no, it's Bob because it's more platonic. Bob, Bubs, Bub, Bubba. Shut up. Shut up, Tom. Um, and then the, the editors like zoom in on his slides. So he's wearing this suit and slides yeah just like like that's enough just to like get me like angry right there (laughs) might as well be crocs yeah so then he they're sitting down he randomly starts singing now do you know this song of course okay well she didn't so i'm like maybe it's a minnesota thing even though it's french like alouette I mean, and then I started questioning it too. I'm like, is it because like I took four years of French or like it's a freaking like nursery rhyme? Like I I grew up with that shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a Utah thing then because I noticed her Utah comes out later when she's like, be real, be real. She's like, be real, be real, yeah, real. And that's how like that Utah housewives talk and the sister wives show talk. They say it's, it's a big deal. Huh? Yeah. Real deal. Whatever. So this 
dinner was doomed from the beginning. Like as soon as they even brought this idea up, I was like, this isn't going to go well. And it was one of the most painful scenes for me to watch, like on both sides. I thought they both did things to each other that were just like my mouth was always open. I was just like it was like watching like a ping pong match. Like ding, ding, ding. I was like both of them were just miserable. Yeah. And I'm really getting tired, like Andy said, of Tom's word salad. We get it. Okay. What else? But like- imagine being Katie. Like she, you're, she's trying to be present with him. They're actively trying to have like this healthy divorce friendship. And he sits down and just spits BS. And to where like it, it, you can tell she wants to be like, cut the ish. Like I'm done yeah. with like and she's so like frustrated and worked up that she can hardly speak. And he just keeps spilling and spilling. Well, it. He's like, first of all, she's making a nice speech. And he's not listening. He's fidgeting. He's fidgeting with his pants, with his phone, with his jacket. Sorry. It's so completely not listening. So that's irritating for her. Yes, yes. She's just getting fed up, as she should have. And imagine, like, this would be annoying if this happened in your real life. So imagine you're sitting there, like, this is really happening to you. But add in the fact that this is being filmed. There is a film crew. Like, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing, It's so, like, she has been embarrassed by him from day one. And she accepted that to continue this relationship and and now she doesn't have to. And I think, like, time's up. He just keeps belittling her, too. He's like, oh, there you go again. Your favorite word, gaslit, gaslighting. And he's like, you know, Katie, I was a great fucking husband. He's like, you abused the husband-wife card. Like, I didn't defend you because you abused it. It's like, oh, that's what... That's why she said you're gaslighting because that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> so let's talk about one of her her arguments that she brings up. I wanted to unpack this a little bit. So one of her arguments is is that Sh- Schwartz is not great friends with Brock. So why did he agree to be his groomsman? And she keeps coming back to the point that he's the one who said this, that he's the one who said, well, I'm not that great of friends with him, but I wanted to be there for them. So I'm going to do it. This really bothered Katie. And she feels like once again, that no one's on her side. And I, in a way, feel like her feelings are hurt that she isn't a part of the wedding party. That once again, he's put up on this pedestal of being this this great guy. He's a part of the wedding. Everyone wants to pat him on the back and no one wants Katie. I mean, not only not part of the wedding party, but she's not even part of the wedding. She's disinvited. So it's like, again, she loses and he's applauded. But I just feel like it's so strange how she has to bring up. That would be like if you and I were having a conversation and I was like, yeah, like I'm in this wedding, but like I'm not quite sure about it. Like I'm not that great of friends with the person. And you like weaponizing that against yeah. me and being like, Holly, you said you're my mother-in-law does this a lot to me. Like I will say something about someone, like especially if I say something about my mom. Like if I say you know, like I always vent about my mom. If I'm like, you know, my mom said something about my appearance or something. She's like, Holly, remember your mom said that about your appearance. You didn't like the way that felt. So why are you talking to her right now? Why are you going to Easter over there? She said, do you not remember what she said? And it's like, 
yeah, I do. But like, I don't always want that like used against me. Like, yeah. uh, like I'm venting to you as my friend, as my whatever. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. It's not really her business or her judgment to, even if they were still married, if Tom wants to be Brock's groomsman, how does that affect Katie? Exactly. And like she, it just seemed like she thought it was going to be such a big deal where she was like, we had that, you had that conversation with me to like, is, is that supposed to hurt Brock's feelings or Sheena's feelings that they really only hang out three times a year? So he's not that great of a friend. I'm just wondering like what her point was of driving home that that's how she's basically trying to expose. This is how I really feel. And you guys still like him. I I don't know. Yeah. So finally, she's just frustrated. She starts crying. And then he after he just completely annihilated her and insulted her. Of course, she gets to her breaking point, starts crying. And then he's like, no, Bubba, Bubs, don't cry. And she leaves and he just continues to eat. Poor Vladimir and all of this. So awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but then he starts calling her. I loved when he started calling her and she picks up. You could hear what <laughs> relatable. Yes, absolutely. And then he's like, come, come back. And she just click. <laughs> I also have noticed that like when they honestly from season one until season 10, which we are in, they have had these fights like this where this is, uh, you know, he asked Allie how she fights. This is also how Katie fights. She disengages with him, walks away, and then they tell us, you know, off camera that they've made up that Schwartz says he's sorry and they somehow have worked it out. And so we as the viewers need to accept that and continue watching their relationship. This, I, I feel like she likes the attention of when the fight happens and that he's going to chase her and like try to make it right somehow, which is sad. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of deep down um, ego and gloating that, ha ha ha, Sheena, I got him to come to dinner with me instead of your party. And then yes, if he chases her, ha ha ha, He's, I could have him back if I wanted. Like, I control him. He's yes. my puppet. Yes. So a little like, bit of like, ego I, stroking. I feel like I even saw that at, at um, Tom and Ariana's house when they went outside and he chased after her. Yeah. She didn't like that he came out there, but she did. It was like a little mixture of both, which relatable. I like when someone cares. I like when someone chases after me, too. Like, it's it does feel nice. Yeah. It's the worst when they don't chase. And then you're just like, okay, like, how am I supposed to fight if you're not going to chase? Remember how irritated Julia would get when Bob wouldn't react? And yes. Fight back. It's it's like that will make you more mad than anything else. Because <laughs> they don't care enough to. Yeah. So. And yeah. they know that that's where you that like they know the cycle. So I'm just like I'm just pointing out that the cycle is continuing. Like it's still they're still very much in that cycle. Yeah, well, it's they were together a lot of years. It's yeah, a, it's a habit. It's a yes, pattern. Yes. All right, moving on from them, Lala's. Okay, so why? Lala is now probably not going to go on the boat because she just needs to feel safe. And it's like, okay, but there's 20 other girls there, and why do you need to feel safe from Raquel? Because taking Scandal out of it, Lala herself says. 
If Scandal hadn't happened, Raquel would have won this season. We've seen in several episodes, you are the one bullying, making fun of Raquel. You're like, come on, you can form a thought. You can do it. Making fun of her in Vegas, the pool party, all of it. So it's like, it's the opposite. Raquel should probably not feel safe around you. But you're going to use this and not go to Sheena's thing because you don't feel safe around the girl you're bullying? Because after she does it, she feels scared of what's going to happen to her after. So she's not comfortable. She likes to walk away from things. So if Raquel's going to be there and possibly say something to her on a boat where she can't get away, that's going to be a problem for her. That's true. She can't So she's not feeling safe in that. She'd have to swim off. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I also feel like the safe thing is... You know, she's trying to establish for us viewers that maybe don't know what was going on with Randall. She's trying to let us know that like she has just come out of like a horrible turmoil of a breakup and no one's really giving her that acknowledge. Like, I think she wants that continual like checking in with her. Like, are you okay? Like, I know you're dealing with a lot, but it's Sheena's wedding. There's like all these other things happening where they really need her to kind of like, quote unquote, man up and... (laughs) go with the flow but she still she still is dealing with a big breakup and she wants a lot of attention for that so she's dropping these keywords to kind of get people to be like remember what i'm going through yeah because she wasn't able to talk about it because it just happened the last on the reunion yes of the last season so she's never got to she's never got her moment yeah outside of her podcast so and i know she talked to producers about you know, they cut a lot of her scenes and she's like, are viewers just bored with my story or both? But I think she was talking about her sobriety and, you know, I think they cut a lot of stuff. They filmed a lot and then cut it. And so, you know, I'm sure it's several reasons. And what's crazy is again, taking Scandival out of it. Some of the scenes that Raquel is filming, like we're going to come up to it in a couple minutes here are, very interesting, much more interesting than anything that Lala's doing, even though she is bullying and doing all these other things and trying to create a ruckus around her feeling safe or whatever is happening. You have Raquel bringing in these scenes that are like so dynamic. And also Lala can't talk about her Randall stuff a lot of it. All she can talk about is like make innuendos or repeat something from the LA times because she's still battling, which is frustrating. And I get that she's probably feeling like super pigeonholed with that, but, um, sure. Yeah. So I think, I think that's why the season is feeling a little weird for her so far. I do agree with Sheena that Lala should have asked her if she could have brought Christina to the dinner. I'm glad that she said something. And I also like as a type A planning personality, I don't think that Sheena was out of line when her feelings were hurt that that Lala was possibly not going to come on the boat. It takes a lot to plan these things like they like they think of like their guests and everything and to have someone just be like, no, like it's kind of like shitting on it. And it's it's just rude. And um, it's her. bachelorette thing yeah yep and like she if the roles were reversed sheena would not pull that on lala like she would participate in everything that she was asked of yeah for sure so okay so then we go to katie's room when she's hanging up on tom and christina comes up she's like i fucking hate him 
And Christina reminds Katie, well, this is, you know, of the hard truth. This is why you're divorcing. So some tough love there from Christina, but totally right. Which, again, I I felt like that line when it was delivered kind of slapped Katie in the face because although she keeps saying this is what she wants, I feel like as a viewer reading between the lines, like my heart is like, I'm feeling something when she says this because I don't know that the closure is there that I'm hoping is there for Katie to move on. It seems like there is something lingering there of like a glimmer of hope that possibly something is going to happen. Well, like he never fought for her. He never, she basically got to the point where she felt like she needed to say, we need to divorce. And he just goes, Oh, Okay. You know, the other thing is, is like in the press and like amongst the viewers or even amongst the cast, no one was ever like, I never saw this coming. Like, like with Tom and Ariana with this, with Scandival, everyone's like, what the heck? Like I'm questioning everything. Like they were together for so long. They seemed like the perfect couple. Like how could he, how could Sandoval do this to Ariana? It's kind of that like you. Although we're all secretly happy and. Yes. I mean, yes. But no one said that about Tom and Katie. When the news came out that they were divorcing, no one was like, that was the love story I looked up to. Right. That was. Right. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I mean, everyone was placing bets on their wedding day how long this was going to last. Yeah. It's just like a different feeling. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, when I just said we're secretly happy for not scandal, but we have felt I think for some time, Ariana, it it just, she just has too much life ahead of her and important things to do than to just be treading water with Sandoval. Absolutely. Her, it just seemed like her light has, was dimmed by him. And like, if you've been a viewer of the show, like from day one, it's just something I feel like we all saw. And of course we're not celebrating that, but now I am because like, I, I just, I just know that there is going to be so much for her. And like, there's only like light ahead. So what'd you think of Raquel coming up and like telling him they can't go to the pool? And then she's like, so you're just going to, do it anyway and it's like yes Raquel like you are going to kiss Schwartz anyway after several conversations of how bad that would be from Charlie from Katie from Lala from Ariana yeah every single scene this season that the producers have put together of who's going to be in the scene is so brilliantly done because it's the person who is literally being a hypocrite in the moment. It's the (laughs) worst person to be telling the person what to do because we could say a hundred things back to them. This was brilliant. It was, I I couldn't believe a that that Raquel had the balls to even knock on the door. I today one of my one of my really good friends, her daughter's turning sixteen, and she's looking for this dress at Forever Twenty One. She can't like she's just like me. She doesn't like to get on the phone. Like we'd rather chat, do anything than pick up the phone. Yeah. And I knew how bad like they need this dress in a in an extra small. And I was like, you know what? Like I can do that for you. I can get on the phone and do it. So I I like called. Forever 21s, like I did it. So 
using that same theory, Raquel went up to Katie's room to do something for Sheena. Sheena wanted this rule enforced. So, you know, Raquel was like, I will do it. I will go up there and do it. But the fact that she walked her ass up there, knocked on the door. And then on top of that, like when they opened the door, they did not make it comfortable. Like Katie didn't want to let her in. At She's that, like, why? Why are you that, here? At that point, if someone said, why are you here? I just said, you know what? Uh, this was a mistake. I'm so sorry. And yeah. I, I literally would have walked away. But Raquel stayed in that uncomfortableness yes. and pursued the rule that Sheena wanted to enforce, which was, please don't come to the preferred pool. Which I think she secretly got off on. It's her own little power trip or something. Her, you know, revenge from her experiences and with them. I don't know. So there were so many, like, beautiful moments in this episode. Another one, like, uh, just a... I, I could not believe my eyes. So Sheena is having a white party. And what do Katie and Christina show up in? Black. They show up in black dresses. The whole hotel is in white. And those two are in black. Yeah. Like, the balls on... Like, I... I, mean, I I can be petty. So I I actually could see like I, I thought this was funny on Katie's part. You know, she's going to sit there and dig her heels in and do what she has to do to make Sheena miserable. But at the same time, it was just like, whoa. Then a bird's eye view of the, of the thing. I did think the first part of Raquel's analogy, calling them the two Muppet judges. Yeah. I was like, oh, spot on. Great analogy. But then when she continued to like impersonate the judges, I was like, it turned into her like unwitty, like you're just like Chihuahua followers. It's like that doesn't make any sense. So like her zinger, she doesn't have the wit. The idea was funny. She should have left it at that. But her her zingers were not hidden. So I feel like the people around her and I'm talking about producers as well. They probably told her to say that. They're hyping her up. But then when like they're not telling her that it's not hitting. So she continues kind of too long with a joke. Yeah. And it's funny at first, but then it's like kind of cringy. And do you think she actually watched the Muppets with those judges? Mm. She's too young for that. Maybe like it was kind of a, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I feel like someone told her say that they're like those like old men judges and the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know people hurt her like she's gen z they're not watching tv and the muppets and i yeah i i saw a lot of comments online of people saying like raquel don't you dare make me laugh in my own home like i'm not laughing with you or at at any of your jokes so again like it's hard watching this knowing what we know because it's it's it just sucks yeah so, all right. So then they kind of branch off. and Well, I mean, and then we have the end of that. And they're like, she's like, so you're not going to, Christine's like, we won't go. Don't worry. And then Katie, and this part you kind of love. This is when Katie turns into full, which is a wee ho mode. She's like, oh, actually, maybe we will. Maybe we will go. You know. Yeah. You kind of love her just kind of twisting the knife a little bit. And, like and flexing that, her power. And that's where Raquel was like, Oh, so you just, you don't care what, what I just said. So you're just going to do it. And Katie's like, yes, maybe I will. So I think then her little revenge 
luring Schwartz over to that table that's in front of everyone in full view was her reverse flex. It was kind of like back in was it season one of Sheena rubbing the lotion on Jax's back. Like it was innocent, but they both kind of got a chuckle out of it because Stassi kept calling her a home wrecker. It's like, well, if you're going to call me this, then fuck it. Yeah. And so I feel like that was Raquel's. I think she wanted Sandoval to see to make him like get a rise out of him. I think she wanted James to see to just like, haha, you have Allie, but look at me. And I think she wanted Katie to see for a little dig. Yeah. What the hell? Ghost. Oh my God. There's a ghost in our room. The power just went out and on our lamp. <laughs> Do you think the light? Ow. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're not scared. Probably burn myself. Ow, ow, ow. We don't need it. It's fine. The, that's still working. The plug. I think your thing's on the switch, maybe. Oh. It doesn't matter if you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Okay. So they split off to go to the pool. The guys are going to a day club. I like James. He's like, I'm going to be around Brock's friends. They're like, let's get drunk with barbarians. And he's like, let's take some Viagra and fuck some kangaroos. Yeah. And, and like, I get this. I, I, I think that like destination weddings like are super fun, but I also get why everyone, Lala included, especially Lala being sober. It's a lot of events. You know, you've traveled somewhere. Sometimes you just want to stay home and um, stay home, stay in your hotel room and just chill. It's a lot of events. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of being on. So I don't know. Yeah. So James. So it was funny. But so, oh, so I guess that guy that he got in a fight in, I guess he just got more and more belligerent and was kicked out of the hotel. Oh, wow. So he truly is like a barbarian. So they then like shirts, shirts, Schwartz tries to flirt with women and he's like, oh, God, oh, I, I really like your eyebrows. And then he's like mumbling so much that the girl's like, what? And it, like, could you imagine like hearing what he's saying? Yeah, he's I, like, I actually just got divorced. So trying to get back out there, you know, I never, uh, and it's like, I'm, I'm a hermit. Yeah. It's like, ew. Like, that's not what you yeah. want to hear when you're standing there in a bathing suit at a day club. She's like, uh, I'm going to go back to my friend. Yeah. She's like, thanks. Cool. Good call. Yeah. Um, Sandoval tells Brock, he's so optimistic of any relationship. It's like, yeah, shut up, Sandoval. Yes. Sandoval and Schwartz are checking out girls and Schwartz is like, oh, this kind of feels illegal. Sandoval's like, dude, Ariana and I check out girls all the time and guys. I'm like, you know, go have an affair then with Brad by Brad. Okay. You might as well just double betray it. You know, I'm just saying that would have been. Yeah, it's interesting. Literally everything that is coming out of his mouth makes me just want to punch him. There's nothing like even when he says something that's like kind of charming. I, I, I can't even. I bet he would have got a lot less hate if he like had an affair with Logan or Brad or, you know, one of Ariana's guy friends because people would have been like, well. I, I was trying to think I was like, would I be would I be mad 
if like uh, Schwartz mentioned that like we saw all of this happen on camera, that we saw him sit Ariana down, break up with her and all of that, like would we have, would I still feel this hatred towards Raquel and Sandoval? And I, I don't know. I think probably like I've some of some of Sandoval's biggest fans have had to stop being like it's the whole thing has just been crazy. Yeah. I yeah. I still haven't been able to like work it out in my head to make anything okay. Well, then Schwartz tells Sandoval he's like, oh, I bet, is that Raquel? Is that Raquel? He's like. I gotta admit, man, I'm kind of gushing over her. And Sandoval's like, dude, I totally get it, man. Yeah. Oh. God. Again, it's like every word. Sucker punch. Yes. I get it. So over to the girls, we have Lala giving advice to Allie. And while it's good advice, it's like, how much advice does this girl have to get? Between Raquel and Lala, it's like, you know, she's 28 people. Lala, you're 31. Like... She's not 17. You're not 40. Like, come on. And like James said, look at your own life. Yeah. And I feel like she's sitting there and she's she's getting tired of like getting this advice, too, because she's made. Obviously, she's with James. She's there with James. She Her choice has been made. Why are we still like what are they hoping to accomplish by bringing these things up to her? Are they is Lala hoping that Ali breaks down crying and is like, you know what, Lala, I'm going to take your advice. We are going to stop the pain right here because you went through pain. Right. I don't want to go through pain. I'm breaking up with James. I'm leaving him. And then would Lala be like, see, I saved someone. Yeah, I empowered her. So I just, although I think it's like nice and I, and as viewers were supposed to go, that's nice of Lala to even care about Allie. She says Allie has a good heart and that she's just looking out for her. Maybe Lala isn't so bad. Maybe she's not a bully. But then like, it's like, why? Why is she even, what? I don't know. I get why Ali is kind of confused by it. And if I was James, I would be annoyed too. Yeah, because he they pretend that they're such good friends, always for life. And I'm like, well, your good friend shouldn't be like throwing you under the bus all the time like that. And so, yeah, he, while he fat shames again, and we don't condone that since it's Randall, but, you know, he delivers another James singer. He's like, <laughs> I mean, what? I don't even know why she was with him for so long. She's like that fat man. He's like, oh, that's right. For a pickleball court in the backyard. <laughs> Yeah. Fat man. Fat man, yes. All right. So, of course, we can't go an episode without a Villa Rosa scene. So, Lisa and Ken are talking, and I'm like, oh, God, how is this going to go down? I literally wrote, yikes. When Lisa's like, I think I need to go talk to Greg and let him know. Like, let him know how to, like, open a business. Um, I think that's going to be a little condescending. Let him know what he got himself into. Like, maybe you should have warned him before that. I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, and she asks Ken. She's like, Ken, do you like Greg? And Ken's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, (laughs) He could care less. And he even kind of, like, gives, like, a, a tiny slam to Lisa. He's like... Well, you've done it before. He's like, you're going to go talk to Greg and put your nose in their business. You've done it before. (laughs) And it's true. You know, it's like, do you need to get involved in this? Like, it's nice that she cares. 
but it's just kind of none of her business. It really literally is none of her business. Yeah. Although she is right. She's like, they think they're going to open in 10 days. They don't even have staff. Like they should be running. Yeah. I I don't think that there would be anything wrong if she sat the boys down again and said, okay, what are you like? Let's go through your list of things you have to do. Let me help you with that. Prioritization. Like that might be okay. But to go to Greg, I think is overstepping a boundary. Yeah. She can help them be like a second like checklist or whatnot or advise them on the stuff they have to do. Yeah. Or if she went to Greg and said, Hey, like, do you need help? Do you want me to sit down with the guys and get them organized? Like, is that part of the problem? But that's not the angle she's taking. She's taking this weird angle where she's trying to mother them and kind of bulldoze Greg and be like the savior mommy of this whole scenario. So then we have a cute little scene with Erica and Summer. And then, of course, the best part of the episode was seeing Peter, who, by the way, you guys, they didn't even remember if Peter was at the wedding. We had to, like, remind certain people. Just a little insider (laughs) intel. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) I'm whispering because maybe that'll just slip by their ears. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Oh, Peter was on Kristen's podcast. I was driving and then Holly came over and like she said she was driving. We I we were both screaming into our phones separately like shut up. This isn't about starter pony. He was making it all about himself and like how dissed he was. And it's like this is about like and Kristen's like I was so mad for you as my friend that you were disrespected like that. <laughs> um yeah, I the podcast like almost made Ronnie car sick and he kept interrupting Kristen and Luke. And he, what happens is the podcast host will say something like, let's say Sarah is like, Hey, I went downstairs and I got a Starbucks drink. Then if I was Peter, I would interrupt and be like, yes, uh, frequently during my week, I go to s- downstairs and I get a Starbucks drink. I get that drink. I drink it and I get all of my items done for the day. You guys have all seen me get all of my items done, right? I finish everything that I start. I don't talk about things until they're finished. And I use that Starbucks drink to fuel that. And it's like, all I said was I went downstairs for a Starbucks. Like, how yeah. did you turn that around All to talking about you. about you? And he turned the whole scandal. He's like, I've now realized I was the scapegoat in all of this. The whole time I was just a scapegoat. I'm like, I feel like he's really trying to steal the thunder from Schwartz being the scapegoat. Yeah. Schwartz was the scapegoat, Peter, not you. Like, not you literally, you were the biggest fake storyline of the season. Your date in March that was before Coachella, even by the way, Kristen said... She knows for a fact they made out at Coachella. Oh, my God. The other thing that was, like, really annoying me was how he got on his soapbox and for, like, 15 minutes talking about any time he had a relationship with someone at Sir. It's when he wasn't oh, a manager. This is when I was, like, I'm, like, we know this. Let's and, like, and, like, I was very grateful to Kristen for finally interrupting his monologue and saying, yes. but, Peter... That's what the show is based on is about the right. the hookups that happen at a restaurant. So you don't need to sit there and like say that you have this integrity. Like no one's questioning it, Peter. Like no we cares. don't care. And then why did you go on? And he goes, she wasn't working. Aha. She wasn't working there at the time. <laughs> no, she wasn't because that was in March. 
when you weren't a scapegoat, except for maybe Raquel trying to create a storyline for and herself. Then, and then she wanted to come back and work at Sir. It's so, like, and I, then you asked her out again. So then she was working at Sir. So you were a manager going out with a girl. So which is it? Yeah, which is it? <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's okay to be like, I got a little caught up there for a second and <clears throat> forgot my role as manager. I don't know. So I guess double news. Jackson Brittany alluded that they've been, they're going to have a huge year and they've been working on a project with LVP. So either there's spinoff talk or them coming back talk. But beyond that, Peter, you know, he has a production company. <laughs> he, uh, one of his projects, it's unscripted, you know, so reality docuseries. And it's about me. I've already shot the pilot. We're shopping it around. We're so working on the sizzle. Stay tuned, folks, for a reality show all about Peter. I mean, it's really what we all want to see. Yeah, and uh, Peter Ruffick slots. <laughs> I was, I was you guys. I was the test celebrity. I was, I was the first one, and then, you know, then we got some real celebrities. You know, like Food God. That's your real celebrity, Food God. <sighs> It, right. it, it was uh, I yeah we we digress <laughs> I and I can't all right so back to the show let's see um Christina went and talked to Sheena privately and they made amends and we know this like Sheena has addressed this because they are really good friends they just did the Shopify event together that we went to and they really squashed any beef that they had that was so long ago anyways and made Sheena's wedding much more relaxing knowing that Christina wasn't out for her or going to make fun of her. However, Katie didn't seem real enthused about that news. Well, I I was like slightly annoyed for Katie in this moment because, you know, she invited Christina Kelly to come as support for her on her side. And then Christina Kelly goes and apologizes to she. It, it would be like you're there for your friend that's in a fight with someone. You don't go behind their back yeah. and go make amends. So then once again, who's looking like the shittiest person? Katie. Yeah. they. She left her holding all of the blame all of the reason that to ruin Sheena's wedding when really they could have like taken that on together, but Christina didn't want that. Yeah. So it it's Katie holding the bag again. That would happen in like grade school. Like you're, someone would be in a fight with someone. And so you took your, your friend's side and so like, all right, I'll be mad at them too. And then your friend goes and like, friends them and then you're like still looking like the bitch yes like, oh, wait i'm only a bitch because i'm supporting you or they say or they say something to you like the friend would like let's say i was the hater the friend would say they've never done anything to me so i'm giving them the benefit it's like i just told you what she did to me like is that not enough yeah you need you you're gonna just you're gonna try it out for yourself that's very um sheena ariana Kristen. yes yeah well but I do, I like, I am happy. I felt bad for Katie in that moment. But um, Christina Kelly, I think, did owe Sheena an apology. And it was, it's Sheena's wedding day. Like, she made fun of her wedding dress. There was that whole thing with Stassi. So I do think it was nice that she said sorry. Again, it, it just left Katie hanging there. Yeah. Okay, on to the party. James is obsessed with doing the spinny thing. Let's do our spinny thing, Ali. She's like, what are you talking about? Do you think he was trying to create his own, like, 
Brock and Sheena dirty dancing move by making this is going to be our signature move. It's our spinny thing. I think he wanted to just like love bomb her again and like have like this moment of like where they're so in love and like swinging each other around. (laughs) And when she didn't bite because she's probably uncomfortable, like being fully on camera, the cameras are right on them. And she's like, what spinny thing? And he's like, oh, what spinny thing? Okay, so so we're uh, now everyone's looking at me. We're not doing this. Fine. Okay. Yeah, you can. God, I've seen him in so many Lifetime movies where it's like. Just take it so personally and then just flip. And again, I kind of don't blame him because he also has pigeonholed himself where no one else is really filming with him. So either he gets these really bad sound bites in where he's calling someone, you know, a a fat or a bad (laughs) name where like he's getting attention for that. Or the only other option he has is like being loving with his significant other. So he's trying to get these moments and she's not biting. She's like, no, I'm good. And he's like, okay, so we are just going to be filmed, but now we're not. Great. <laughs> so then we have Sheena. I want Schwartz to make out with someone. And Schwartz is like, yeah, yeah, I want to. And Raquel's like, what? What? You want to make out with someone? And this is a scene, Ariana, that has a little confessional. Raquel just like, Pops right in there. What? What? Schwartz wants to make out with someone? What? Squirrel? Squirrel? It was true. She bopped right over there and was like, what's going on? Um, again, even if we didn't know what we know now, I would have been critical of this scene because it's just cringy and weird. And the whole setup of where they go to this table that is spotlighted in the middle of this white party on display. It's just so performative and so giant cameras surrounding them. Yeah. And then Brock cheering, make out, make out. And then when they do at the end and everyone cheers. And it was like, not like in the previews that we've seen, I assumed that it was that one, like a little kiss that we saw. And then she pulls away and like does that weird face, which is awkward But it's like, okay, like they tested it. They both like, you know, Schwartz has said there was no chemistry there. So that's I thought, okay, fine. They tested it. There we go. But they sat there at the table and made out like it was like one, one thousand, two, one thousand, da, 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 da. Yeah, it was a lot. And in the view where Katie was sitting, everyone was there. We've heard everyone at the wedding talk about the kiss because they were all sitting across looking at it with the camera crew there. It's just very awkward. Well, then the cheering, I just think that's a little too far. It's like, none of you thought this was a good idea. (sighs) So I imagine this is when maybe they're cheering and that's when Katie's going to catch them. I also... If I was Katie and I was already feeling that like everyone has taken Tom's side and this like I'm not invited to this wedding, I'm bitter. And then I saw this where everyone is cheering, where like everyone's encouraging it. I would I would be like, okay, like I'm done. I need to leave Mexico. You guys are not my friends. And we're like, it's too far. It's too much. Too far. Exactly. I felt gross in that moment. And I'm not like katie's biggest champion what the fuck do you think that's really what schwartz why would he have earmuffs for christina and lala 
Do you think that's really what he was going to ask Katie? Or do you think he came there to like try and break the ice from their fight? And then like chickened out, went with the armpit hair request. Like disgusting. I can barely talk about this scene because I. It's like she's supposed to do it right there at the restaurant. It's like not what I was expecting. I thought that he was maybe going to say something stupid like, Bubba, do you think I can like wear my slides to the wedding tomorrow? Something like that. Not. Um, or I'm I, sorry, like all sheepishly. I'm, in, I'm insecure about my armpit hairs. They're, they're, they're actually like really long. So Bubba used to trim them for me. And, and they're like, Ew. so you want her to do it again? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, dude, do it yourself. I mean, so he's feeling insecure because he might smell. So you're asking your wife that you just annihilated your ex-wife that you just annihilated to boost your confidence so that you can then get up and walk across the pool and make out with one of your friends. Great. And I feel like if this was like truly a request, uh, a hygiene request, a, a, a vain looks request, wouldn't you go to Sandoval who like loves doing that and probably (laughs) has like a pair of like trimmers that could just do that right up. Yes. You like the whole thing was bizarre and and once again, I feel like this is where I feel like I, I don't blame Katie for being like semi confused of where they stand in their relationship because he's coming to her for something that he needs for something intimate. He, like the to ba- boost his confidence the to boundary, make out with someone else. The boundaries of like things being done and oh. over have not been established. And it's how they keep getting attention from each other. Like. But I do still need you for this. Like, is that cool? Until I find someone else. Like, you're still the one for that. Why didn't Joe do it before he left? And she's like a haircutter. Yeah, really. I mean, she she was already living there. He probably, yeah, he didn't didn't plan properly. So speaking of Joe, so he talks about Joe on Watch What Happens Live. Again, another Easter egg we exposed last fall, you guys. So I love when people are like, we didn't know he was, who's this Joe person? (sighs) Old news. Anyways, just a little bit or just kidding. Um, He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it was our trip. But then I told Joe to come up and, well, she she smuggled Raquel up. I guess Sandoval's heroin, a drug he smuggled, just shooketh. Watch what happens live. Watch what happens live. Crazy dude. Well, I mean, at least he spoke and he didn't look at Sandoval and he didn't like hold back boyishly, sheepishly as he does. But it was still incredibly frustrating to watch. And if I was Ariana, I would be pissed. If I was Sandoval, I'd be pissed. If I was Raquel, I would be pissed. He did no one any favors. He didn't do himself any favors. He made himself look insane. And so when Sandoval said, when people asked how long is Schwartz known? And he said a couple months and then TMZ asked Schwartz and he said, I prefer not to answer. We speculated. He said, yeah, because he didn't want to get caught in a lie because he knew it would come up. And so finally, he just fesses up. I've known since August, end of August. And the one night stand was early August, August 5th, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. So gross that he made out with her after Sandoval. At least he didn't sleep with her. Um, But I'm with Kristen. I think the first time was Coachella. Yeah. 
Um, actually I should say Kristen's with me cause you know, yeah. So he says that, that he's known since August, but like, you know, it was like a, it wasn't, it was a linear, it wasn't linear. I don't know. And he's like, stop fucking word dropping. Um, the fucking words. He was like, it was, you know, it's all this vitriol and vigilantism and eviscerating. And just shut up. Oh, the hedonic treadmill, he and Katie are oh, about God. to go on. I, I really liked the guest, too, on Watch What Happens Live because he was not holding back. He was good. About, like, he, he it was just funny to, like, have him even hold him to the fire because he's like, dude, like, I want to be on your side. Like, you're right next to me, but, like, it does sound like BS. Yeah. So it, and then Tom goes, thank you. Really? And Andy's like, why are you thanking him? And, he, and he's like, well, there was a compliment in there. Charming. That's all he heard. Yeah. He stopped after charming. Yeah. Stopped listening. Uh, so he said, well. Oh, and then what about when he got called out for like, why were you so weird on Watch What Happens Live? Is it because you knew? And he like kind of denied that. He was like, no, I was just trying to like open up the conversation. It's a two-way conversation. The optics of it, Holly. Yeah. Were, he was trying to be inclusive. Yes, inclusive. <laughs> um, the weight thing was funny, though, that everyone was like, every time he touches his face or covers his mouth, take a drink. Yeah, that was funny. So, okay. So he said, well, I thought it was kind of more of an emotional affair, but obviously, come on. They were they were banging. Well, how, what did James say? They were definitely boning. Yeah. And he goes, but then he told me in January, like, he's fully in love. Like, he's obsessed. He, And he is right. Sandoval does fixate on one thing and obsesses over it, which is why they're going to burn out. This infatuation will burn out. When you fixate on something like that, it's, you know, it's not going to last. Yeah, I... Uh, I just, I don't know. You think they'll last? <laughs> I mean, he does like long-term relationships. I kind of have a feeling that they will for a while. It's been, it's it's so weird, like, coming to terms with, like, everything that happened and trying to, like, figure it all out. But ever since that, like, they've kind of been introduced as, like, a couple... I kind of can't stop thinking about them as one. I just like now I have to see with my own eyes like what their interactions are like because what's their conversation like? He can't speak and she can't speak. I mean, <laughs> I it's just going to be like her jumping around clapping and him like stroking his hair. That's why I think like the lightning bolts as their symbol like <laughs> describes everything. And and that hand in hand with like the galaxy light, like they're very much into vibes, they're into fashion, they're into each other, they're into being happy and everything that they weren't getting from their other relationships. I I re- I think that's they're tricking themselves into thinking they're, they have something different than they've ever had in anyone else. They're into being the spotlight and like attention whore. Like the amount of selfing of herself at all of the concerts we've been to or even like let's say at the pool party when she's strutting her stuff. It's like, "Can you guys film me?" It's like, "Who does that at a pool party?" Unless you're all doing it. Like the vanity 
her and Sandoval have like are rival each other. Yes. So they have that in common. And then um, what did you think about on Kristen's podcast today talking to Peter? They they were like trying to figure out how she even came up with the word starter pony. And they were saying that Sandoval put that in her head. Now, like from day one, one of my biggest things about Sandoval has been that I am sure, I am positive that when a new season starts, he plans his storylines. He like he's a planner. Yeah. He, I mean, you see him do it with his outfits when he's planning events. That is his personality. So I don't think it's far fetched that as this started happening, he started planning exactly how everything is going to go. And now that it's blown up this big, and that he's made headlines more than anyone ever has on any reality show. He's like, he, he is scandal. Like he loves it. Yeah. So yeah, Peter was saying, oh, I, that, that Sandoval put that in Raquel's ear. It sounds just like something he would say. You know, he was getting his little jollies off thinking they've got this little secret. Nobody knows they're fooling everybody. Like they were getting off on that. Yeah. The, the thrill. So... What do you think about Schwartz saying that Sandoval told him this narrative, this convenient narrative, that he had broken up with Ariana several times? It's like she wouldn't accept it. Like, what do you think of that? I think that we're going to see that this season. I think that it is our that that was shot before any of this happened. I think that they captured ariana going through a hard time in her life i think that's going to be filmed and again we're going to be viewing it through a different lens because we know how it ends and she had her red flag when he went bulldozing anytime she goes through a hard time in life he bolts yes and now like hearing how this is unfolding um when she found the phone um at the viewing party the unveiling of the new single from tom sandoval and the most extras i think that she obviously had the red flags in her head and then she knew without a doubt that something was happening and that's what set this whole thing off yeah so there's that then they're saying how he's a shell of a man he's in a really bad place and in in denial and it's like He's in a really bad place, and why is he being... And he tells us all to go give him a hug if we see him. Why am I going to go hug someone that tells Ariana she can leave if she's uncomfortable, and he's going to be in the house, and he's going to be using every room in their house? Oh, he's in a really bad place. I also don't understand how he is shocked that when he traveled to St. Louis that people possibly didn't have a good reaction to seeing him. Like, is it so horrible that they yelled cheater or whatever they, whatever he described that happened? Like, what is he expecting? And Schwartz was like, it's gone too far. Like they threatened to throw beers over his head. I'm like, Oh, like you did to Katie. Like you did to Stassi. <laughs> like, remember when he poured, in Mexico, what, season two, he poured the drink over Katie's head. Season one, at Stassi's birthday in Vegas, he poured the drink over Stassi's head on her own birthday. Like, I hope they do throw beer over his head. I, and and the question has been posed to a lot of the cast members. It's, it's like, is Tom ever going to find redemption? Like, can he recover from this? 
And to me, we have multiple storylines every year of the cast getting over something horrible that another cast member has done. So my answer would be yes. They will eventually get over this if they can talk it through and if everyone can come to some sort of agreement of moving past this because it has happened before, not on this scale, but I I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to film, but this could make sense for Jax to come back now because that would create some conflict with Jax and Sandoval and then Schwartz stuck in the middle. Yeah. There's some filming there. Yes. Um, and that would be fun to have someone to stand like challenge Sandoval and irritate Sandoval the way Jax can. Yes. More so than anybody else. Yeah. Other than Stassi who really pisses right. him off. Right. So interesting. Stassi, who also has backtracked a little bit. She was very firm with her. She will not do a reality TV unless she can produce and slowly is backtracking off of that to saying that she would do reality TV again every day. She's getting a little closer. So interesting developments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me just ask you one last question here. Let's say we're at Schwartz and Sandy's or Tom Tom and Tom comes in. Would you give him a hug? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would like to see who would. Yeah, I I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Shut up, not, Tom. Like not a <laughs> I I I would probably like talk to him. I wouldn't be like F you. Like, I would, like, absolutely try to be, like, so, like, how's it going? Like, point my fingers and go, you, and then throw stones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I I also liked how um, Schwartz kind of, like, plugged his, he's like, if you guys ever want to come into Schwartz and Sandy's and talk about this, like, I'll talk about it all day long at the restaurant. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All All right. right. Offer accepted. Yeah. I guess we'll go up there on our saw journey. And stop in at Schwartz and Sandy's. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, we'll make that plan after after a bit. Yes. Anything else? I think, th- I mean, I there's probably like some things we forgot, but we can hit that up in Patreon. Um, I will be doing Jersey um, tomorrow morning, you guys, on Patreon. I did Summer House. I don't know why Summer House is so bad this year, but I did it anyways. Um just some people have asked, so I don't, you know, you don't have to listen, but it's there if you want to and maximize that $3 investment. So we appreciate everyone that has joined Patreon. We will continue to try and make it more than worth it. Like, you know, it's not, that's not hard to do for $3. That's right. Just saying. And yeah. All right. Well, cool. Um, It's heating up. Yeah, we'll be back if anything develops this week, which I'm sure it will. Um, If not, we'll be back next Wednesday for the latest episode. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Happy everything. Hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye.